shocked that he should know my name and be addressing me directly. I nodded dumbly in reply as I didn't trust myself to voice an answer. You are to come with me, he said, turning his back to me and taking a few steps before stopping, obviously waiting for me to fall in behind him. My heart pounded in my chest. For a moment I thought it would shatter my ribs and rip through the front of my breast to escape. I admit my reaction was one of cowardice and born of complete and pure terror. I knew nothing of what was happening, and I could see only one route of escape, and so I made a decision. I turned and ran. Perhaps if I had fully understood what was to become of me, I would have somehow found the strength to run faster. I do not think it would have mattered. My feet worked of their own accord, one landing in front of the other to propel my body along. I didn't know where I was running. The library wasn't very large, and the door at the back was kept locked. As I said, though, it didn't matter. I only managed to cover thirty steps before I slammed into what felt like a solid wall. The blow was so hard that the air was knocked from me, and I fell to the ground, momentarily stunned. Standing above me, peering down with those hideous alien eyes, was the black-eyed devil. He smiled exposing a mouthful of razor-sharp teeth. I had not seen them before, and they did little to help the terror that was clawing away at my ability to control myself. I couldn't understand how he had gotten in front of me so quickly, or how he could stand, still and unmoving, after I had hit him running at full speed. Yet there he was, imposing, staring down at me like a predator sizing up a kill. I made the briefest attempt to scramble to my feet, but there was a blur of motion, and suddenly I found the world slipping away from me with only the faint echo of the alarm voices of other library workers present to guide me into darkness. When next the world cleared for me, I found myself inside a coach. The shades were drawn, submerging the interior into near darkness, Barely enough light crept in for me to see that there were two other passengers seated with me in the small space. Both wore cloaks around their shoulders, though only one looked to be the lucidil cloak of the black-eyed devils. The other figure was dressed in a white garment, though once she noticed I had awoken, she quickly drew her hood up to hide her features from prying eyes, leaving only delicate, feminine hands as an indication of her sex. The other figure also had his hood pulled up and the bottom half of his face was wrapped by a scarf that might well have been part of his cloak. The effect was such that amidst the sickening churn of the lucidil fabric, only the white portion of the devil's eyes shone through. Upon meeting that gaze, I found myself unconsciously trying to force my way backward through the bench upon which I sat. Be calm, Lowen. A soft female voice came from the white-cloaked figure. I assure you that we have not collected you with the intent of killing you. Her words were serene and gentle, as though spoken by a girl just into her earliest years of womanhood, yet they carried a sad harmony that immediately made me wish to reach out to her. I did no such thing, however, being far too terrified. What is this about? I asked, blurting the words before giving much thought to them. I was calmed by the girl's presence, as though she might protect me from the creature that sat at her side. 
I hoped that she might at least clarify what was happening. Her hood shifted, revealing a glimpse of her mouth and a pretty, well-defined chin. The ends of her mouth lifted in a small smile. I could answer your question, but you don't know enough to understand all I would tell you yet. Instead, let me tell you why you are here in this carriage with us. I nodded, eager to learn anything I might. My eyes momentarily met those of the shifting figure next to the woman. An involuntary shudder took me, and I forced myself to focus my gaze on the white-cloaked girl. I could feel the gaze of the devil beside her, watching us impassively, its dark gaze never wavering. She spoke, and I listened because I knew of nothing else I could do. Running was out of the question. Even if I could manage to leave the moving carriage without breaking my legs, the rumble of its movement beneath me indicated that we were traveling very quickly.